0: Are you ready? Yep. Recording now. Okay. Recording. All right, man. All right, Abdul. So, um, how did you get
1: into voice right. acting? How did I get into voice acting? Let's see. Well, I kind of uh, got into the voice acting thing through my personal passion for the, for the art of acting, you know, uh, ever since I was a kid, I grew up in an environment around theater and acting and both my parents um they were involved in the theater scene my mom she was uh she was a critic theater critic and she worked in the theater kind of behind the scenes doing stuff for the crew and my dad he directed a uh, theater for for a long time and he'd went he'd gone to moscow for uh for theater training and uh specifically focused on directing and so i sort of grew up you know around around uh like thespians and like theater theater people and acting was specifically acting was just something that um really intrigued me as a kid and i loved performing and doing like skits and sketches when i was younger in like middle school and and somewhere around high school uh a friend of mine one of my peers uh we, we we took a film and broadcasting course at a second high school in in our downtown area, and she asked me to do like a, a narrate a piece for one of her video projects, and uh, I said sure why not you know I'd never really kind of dived into doing voice work, so I I gave it a shot, and uh, she said I I really liked how your voice sounded on 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 this recording, and she'd. Uh, after that she'd uh come up to me uh uh for different projects to do and uh I don't know that's kind of how I got started into that whole thing and and uh I haven't really done it so much since then you know um after that, my focus sort of uh sort of uh split into doing more filmmaking work and working um, st- uh with stuff in that medium you know directing editing and like cinematography but but voice acting was always you know acting and voice acting is, is always kind of a, a, a another desire of mine and another uh, passion of mine so that's kind of how it all started really people really just kind of uh were uh you know uh they 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 liked how i sounded um uh on their projects and whatnot that's kind of how it all began
0: yeah and a bit of a disclaimer we also worked on a project together and
1: that's right yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's kind of how it uh Reignited that whole uh, thing. Yeah, um, that was a lot of fun. And uh, Cody is a sound design for media course, and uh, we'd done some. Uh, we, I will. You did. You did your own voices on on your own project. We could, we right. could talk about that a little bit too. So,
0: yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, my background is not that. Not well. Mm. Yeah, I didn't really grow up in the acting scene. I grew up in a place where that kind of stuff, any kind of art form, to be honest, is not really, um, I wouldn't say frowned upon, but it's not really encouraged.
1: Mm.
0: Um, This is like the deep south, and it's more like you get out there and you work with your hands. You got to make that money. And it's it's all about take care of your family and things like that. So it's very. Right. I got you. Yeah, especially for men, it's like, no, you got to be out there doing like real man's work
1: Hmm. so
0: um so yeah it's kind of like the stunt a lot of the artistic and coming here actually helped a lot
1: right yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah because i mean i went to like as you probably uh no because we i think we discussed this before i lived in india for a bit after i graduated from high school and that kind of helped um break down some of the barriers i put up to the point where I will be able to go to college and do that. And Mm -hmm. so I came here and it helped cultivate that um, artistic value in it. and really helps like, oh, you know what? I really wanted to be this when I was younger. So why don't I actually start doing it now? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, the media department, especially Amin and Cody, they're really helpful. It's like, we don't really have these kind of classes but mm-hmm. we can at least like give you classes close to it. And so from there, I'm able to look at like, oh, you know what? I think I want to go back to my home state, quote unquote. Um, and because they have a, um, like the, the theater program that I get that specializes in acting. And that will yeah, really, yeah. Um, that will really help people, people who want to be voice acting.
1: Yeah, that that really fascinates me, especially when you, when you're talking about how growing up, you weren't, uh, kind of around that environment that uh, sort of, uh, um, you know, they, they, they re- didn't really bat an eye towards the arts or whatever. Right. So, and I like how, like, like seeing you kind of, uh, kind of a uh, into that, you know, voice acting and everything and, and how, how each media class, uh, sort of, uh, helped you uh get like it provided an opportunity for you to sort of flex that muscle and like uh practice that voice acting you know passion that you have you know yeah and uh so you you said you said you you wanted to you you found the arts was it you said you said you uh, that passion you know was reinstilled in like india or something or uh uh no
0: um like i said i mean growing up in the deep south being right someone like me It's not like it's, it wasn't an easy life,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. especially when you're poor and not that well connected. Um, so I had built up a lot of mental and emotional barriers. And so Mm -hmm. I went to India and for the first time it was like, Oh, I'm in a place where I am accepted kind of thing. So it Mm -hmm. kind of helped. It also gave me time to figure out who I am and help bring that back out
1: that's beautiful man.
0: That's yeah. awesome. And then when it when the time came, it was like, "Okay, I'm ready to go to school." And so I came here. Um again, it's a l- little bit more. It's like, "Okay, oh." Cuz at first when I first came here, I was doing Ayurvedic. Mm-hmm. And while it was while it's an okay kind of thing, um it just wasn't really me. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it was one part of me. It's like I like to help people. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But it didn't quite, you know. I was still stuck in that little uh, mentality from that I got growing up. It's like uh, because I mean it's not really a doctor, but you know it's something like that. But then it's like you know what? I want to try some art of some sort.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so because, was that like always in the back of your head? Something? Yeah. Yes. Everything? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like to do
0: very artistic things. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the south—they don't really. I think music is kind of like the only acceptable medium of art.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because like I said, the school I was at band was pretty much number one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, to be fair, the sports and the football team and all that, they got all the extra funding and things like that.
1: Right.
0: Um, even though the band, like I said, our band got so big, they had to create a whole new classification size for us. Oh, wow. Uh, we hmm. had we had a a community college that would come down every year and offer every senior a full pay scholarship. all the condition, on yeah. yeah, yeah, the yeah. condition they play for their that school's band. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, but you know, if you want yeah. if you want to do a drawing class, you had to audition. And usually, if you're well connected and already had the talent
1: beforehand, you got in. So. Hmm. That's that's so that's so weird that the audition part. Yeah. Because my high school it was just you know, you sort of found whatever interested you, and sometimes there were avenues to uh to be able to like, um, practice that. So we'd have like extracurricular activities after school. Like I did I did theater throughout my high school uh high school run and everything, but. But yeah, we didn't really have like school, like the school didn't really have funding for our, for our theater program. Like they did with, you know, football or whatever, you know, the sports and everything. Yeah. Like you're talking about how, how sponsors and people came to the high school and, you know, signed you know, athletes up for, for a college and, you know, gave them a full ride or whatever. And, and sort of the arts were kind of cast aside, you know, it wasn't really, it wasn't really uh, emphasized or no one really cared about it. You know as much as they did with the the whole sports thing yeah. but like so, like we had to like find our own self-funding and everything for the theater program
0: so yeah i mean it's kind of the same thing for us too um even though we were pretty well known regionally um in in the south and we actually went out we actually you know we actually placed in our competitions um even yeah, though yeah, yeah. But the school, I guess, for some reason, put more focus on sports, especially the football team, when it came to funding and things like that. So, and the funny thing is, after all that funding, things like that, during at least my four years, I was at my high school, we we never went to even we didn't even qualify for championships at all. We will always get soundly trumped. Yeah. So but with like with at least like with a band we would go out to the competitions we managed to go to state once and we would place at least the top five right so i mean we earned it and but everything else like i said we had to fundraise we had to go out and sell frozen pizzas or ice Mm -hmm. cream or cookie dough or candy you know something
1: Uh,
0: Uh, for a lot of us because like for example me i grew up in low income
1: yeah same.
0: So I needed, and like I said, I mean, we had to pay for our own sticks or mallet sticks or drumsticks. Yep. Uh, we had to pay for the uniforms. We had to pay for the, thankfully not the championship in the game trips, except maybe, maybe the overnight ones, but it mm-hmm. wasn't a whole lot. Uh, but the summer trips, we all, all, we all had to cough up extra for that.
1: Mm-hmm yeah 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 we're the same like our theater program you know i mean specifically my experience um being there was we yeah we'd 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 go to competitions and we'd make it to like the final levels and and one year we actually won like the top prize for um for one of our uh one of our groups you know in the state of iowa so but still like i don't know i guess it wasn't enough to <laughs> like we were still self uh self-funding you know all of our projects you know building like uh, specifically for like the sets and everything the costumes and, and yeah but like you know that still wasn't i guess yeah. it wasn't enough for 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 that yeah
0: like, well i mean i mean just be grateful you had such a program
1: exactly yeah that's true
0: because i remember one of the biggest things i remember when we went to these competitions because i mean the first when i was a freshman we went to state and we took second place and it was upsetting because we later found out that one of the judges was actually from one of the schools that was participating and that school had gotten first place Mm -hmm. so it was very upsetting so after that the directors once they found out they said we're not coming to this again if you're going to just stack the because the, the issue was is that our school like I said, we, we were like a great band. There's a reason why a university would come down and offer every senior a scholarship, full-paid scholarship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We were that good. So this like so I guess one school, I guess our quote-unquote rival, um, wanted to beat us so bad that they put one of their own in the ju- in the judges' So after that george mm-hmm. says we're not coming here no more if you're going to do this no we're not so then we kind of went outwards so we went to other states and bit the big regional, like the big boys band mm-hmm. um and i went i think i remember we went to uh, georgia once to perform for a competition and they had all these pictures of all the different uh clubs and programs they had i mean they had things like fencing and oh uh, yeah all these cool programs like and it just
1: shows just
0: like wow our school kind of sucks
1: yeah it was it was yeah like when you when you said that i totally related to it because we had any most schools out of our city limits like schools outside of you know kind of rural areas they they would have funding for their art programs and some, some of them would even like, there was a school that was like designated as like an arts high school hmm. and, and they'd pretty much Trump every competition, like involved in that like area, like performing arts and stuff. They would always win most of the prizes. And there's, I don't know it's because there's such a stronger emphasis on, on the arts and everything there. And you know it was a really really nice school. You know it was really polished, clean-looking architecture. You know, and and beautiful like like uh, there was a beautiful auditorium there. You know, I don't know I I, I don't know. There just there was something there. You know. Yeah, you
0: I'm going to take a rough guess. Say this was a big city school. Like the school was near near a big city.
1: Well, it's it was a, it was Waukee. It was like a town, you know, outside of Des Moines. Uh, Des Moines is like the okay. kind of biggest, you know. I'm I'm um I'm 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 in Des Moines. Like I'm I come here from Des Moines, two hours away from Fairfield. But um yeah, Des Moines was kind of like the biggest city, and Waukee was a sort of the like a town. It's a big town, yeah. but it's not like a like a big that big of a city, but. Okay, but Well yeah, there, there was funding there. You know, it's like suburban areas and stuff.
0: Mm, see, well, see, here's the here's the thing. Um, I just found this this out recently, actually. Um, the local public schools are funded by property taxes. Mm. So if you get a school that's in a very low income area, they're going to have issues because they don't have the they don't get enough funding. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's why you go to like I mean that's why you go to like all these schools. Like for example, mine textbooks are always out of date. They're always old falling apart. The building was falling (laughs) apart. Yeah. 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 Half the stuff didn't work. And so, but then again, this is rural Mississippi. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we're not going to get a lot of funding because everyone around us is poor. Mm -hmm.
1: So yeah. Like uh, most of these like schools, that, that I was talking about a lot of the events were hosted you know there like yeah. the sort of the state competitions were hosted at these at these schools yeah and um those of the nice facilities and whatnot but and it always it always I was always like you know there was always kind of a a passive aggressiveness towards the school but yeah. over 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 time you know I I always wanted I I would love to go there you know attend because of just just the opportunities there I think you know better like suited for like if if you wanted to pursue something in the in the you know in a creative field you know there's a lot of um there's a lot of support there I guess I don't know you know financial whatever you know support and everything but but you know I kind of we got we got over that as a as a school and everything you know and you know. it was just—it was just more. It's more inspiring now than than you know how I felt about it when I was a student. You know, when I was a high school student. But um, but yeah, now it's just more like that's that's so cool that they they have all that stuff. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean now, I mean now we're older. We can say that, but when you're that kid, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you want to. I mean, especially in that time of life, you want to try all these things. You Because, I mean, that's the point where you're trying to find out who you are. Yeah. So, and the way our education system in general is set up is like kids are not allowed to do that. They're not allowed to express themselves. They're only there to learn so they can know how to work.
1: That's mm-hmm. about it. And yeah. so... I, I think, I hope they're, they're sort of... Um getting better at that you know um i hope they people are starting to become more open to uh you know their kids interests and stuff you know like i don't know i i i i, I have a hope like that like like near the end of of my high school run um we are our, our our auditorium totally got like remodeled you know and uh, we got like new curtains and it just looked way like we had like these old green kind of curtains that 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 were up for like the last 20 or so years you know they hadn't they hadn't changed them since like the 90s when i was there and and they got this recent remodeling everything looks so like beautiful and i got to perform once in that new new auditorium but still like i don't know there's a i feel like there's some sort of a shift i know it's starting i know maybe it's not that Obvious right now, but I think hopefully it, it's slowly kind of shifting. You know, like sort of uh perspectives on it are uh, are changing and whatnot. And uh, um, yeah, I think there's a slowly hopefully more support is it being uh, and and it's just being more acknowledged. I think I hope you know. I don't know. What do you think about it?
0: Yeah, I mean like i mean for sure when i was growing up for sure when because budget cuts always came up and i mean not just on an educational level but on a state level um usually education and healthcare were the first to go and then the education it was always art art always got the cut and like i said we got to the point where we had a very extremely small art group called leap art, which is a student, which is a school run group. And then the band, there might be like little small, I mean, we didn't even have clubs Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So it was mostly sports. If you want any kind of extra activity, sports was the way to go. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, if you can't make the team and if you do make the team if you can't afford the equipment because i was looking at look looking into like probably doing like baseball um but just the equipment cost alone was like my folks says no you you, you can't do band and and uh baseball mm-hmm. or even football so so i but i chose band because i said because the way our band program is set up, you started when you were in sixth grade. So once you get close to graduating your fifth grade, um, the direct, uh, the directors of the band will come in and give all the fifth graders a written test. Well, not, not really a written test, a a listening test. So they will play a beep and then you would try to have to guess if it was high or low. Mm -hmm. And then once if you pass that then you get into the program once you hit middle school once you graduate fifth grade when it's middle school you went in and you auditioned to the for the different groups pretty much the same thing it's like okay blow through this which is like the mouthpiece of a uh, trombone or um, saxophone or flute and whichever you score high in that's the section you're in so we kind mm-hmm. of started in sixth grade, and you, we spent sixth, seventh, and eighth grade practicing, having our little mini concerts and things like that. And then once you hit ninth grade, then you join the big boys group.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then
0: it becomes serious.
1: Like all, it was all fun and games until.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until that.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You,
0: the, you, you can tell when the switch happened because it was like the directors. It was like, okay, you guys, all right, let's go. One, two, three, after the 38th time. Once you hit high school, it was like slamming on the, the music. I forget what it was called. The thing you hold the music on, the music tray, <laughs> I think, just banging it. And then you throw in marching in there.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, had a lot of fun. Um, but I was actually one of the few fortunate ones that actually managed to get into the percussion section
1: oh nice yeah I yeah. love percussion oh yeah I was always jealous of like how uh, I know a lot of um, a lot of like preparation and practice goes into uh, you know Oh yeah. having it's... that harmonious sound but like that percussion was just so I don't know it really spoke to me I, I, I always loved I love, it, love that uh, part yeah. of it.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely the only because the the drum teacher, he only accepted, I think, fifteen people. Mm. So to yeah. to land yeah, in there amongst oh my god, I think there's like forty or fifty of us. Wow. Maybe even more. Mm-hmm. To audition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you I mean it doesn't matter what you did, you played all the instruments. I mean, and then you fill out a form stating which one you would like. And so, of course, everyone put, like, drums and or this and that and that. So that way, if they, when it comes down to it, because I think, like, for me, it was trombone and drums. But because I put drums first, I got to the drum section. Mm, I got
1: you. Yeah. So, like, like the, the, the more kind of... Uh unpopular categories let's say like the triangle or something like like if so, if one person would have would have checked that instrument off they might have uh gotten a more likely chance to get onto the band or something
0: <laughs> well back then it was more like like say okay because everyone pretty much we had a large large trombone section mm,
1: wow.
0: so that's kind of where like everyone went
1: okay if you
0: didn't make any of these other ones you went to trombone i see so um but yeah with the percussion section is like when you first start out you learn you got snare drum and little uh, we always call it mallets but um marimba kind of thing xylophone Mm -hmm. really small set and you learn both from um yeah from sixth fifth and seventh grade And then Mm -hmm. afterwards you again had to try out every year you had to try out and from there is like where you're standing is so if you're like really really good you got something like uh tenor drums
1: Mm -hmm.
0: medium you're a snare drum um then it's the bass drum and then what we call the pit so pretty much that's where the marimbas the auxiliary drums uh piano drum set all those and so that's where i was at most of the time and i was you know what i was perfectly fine with that i don't think i could just sit there and march and play and memorize stand here stand there
1: yeah i'm sorry like i keep this still on this focus but i just have one more question about this um so you you mentioned like uh your school was really well known for its band program right yeah and um I'm curious, like the students who, who, you know, who are like, take, who took it really, really seriously, you know, including yourself and everything. um, Is that what they wanted to do outside of high school is uh, pursue some kind of career in music or I don't know, playing a band. I don't know what, where, where would a student like in, in that kind of band program go off to after high school, you know? Well, to be honest, I haven't really stayed connected with a whole lot of them,
0: but, most of them went on and got normal jobs. I mean, it was something fun to do during s- school, maybe even yeah, college. Bando is
1: band like, can, like I was really curious about it. Like, what, where did they see them? Like, what, what, what kind of thing did, would they want to pursue? I w- I'm always thinking it's something in music, right? Or, yeah. Or like playing in a band, you know, in Hollywood, you know, while they're scoring a movie or some something, something like that. You know, I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, I think it's like anything else um again it's not like something serious like football it's like you know what i could probably take this and probably go to the all the way to the nfl
1: um yeah like 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 i said the the ones who are really serious about you know, probably
0: like, like like you said going playing for orchestra for either broadway or a band or scoring a movie like you said or just becoming a, a music teacher i mean it's not a very big field and it's not i mean you would have to be like really really passionate about it I got you. so like i said myself i had so much stuff going on i had kind of like a one-track mind but the main thing was like i have to get out of this place it, like exactly. I said, it was a very toxic not someone you want to be raising a family in
1: how did you escape to india
0: <laughs> oh man the whole other story. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, I could probably say and do that. I could probably talk about this, but you know, this podcast, you're the guest. You you can do it off
1: camera. Yeah. We can do it off camera.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, I could be come on your podcast and I could talk all about it. Yeah, man, for sure. Okay. Um, so let's see a lot of these questions. So you said you like doing other performing arts. So like, Mm -hmm. what have you
1: done? well specifically i i really enjoy doing stage acting so anything anything involving you know that stage kind of platform i love i love anything involved in the theater realm i love doing improvisation whenever i had the opportunity like one time in high school we were we uh we were involved in this sort of improv competition with um other schools in our district and we actually took top prize that night was a fun night. And I just, I just love the rush of it. You know, the rush of being on stage, you know, saying lines, being other characters on stage as opposed to like doing acting for like for camera or anything. I, I just, there's, there's something that I love about, about that live kind of performance and, um, and just that experience of it all, I, uh, I, I've done, I've done theater and stage perform stage acting, you know, all all throughout high school. And, um, after I graduated, I actually, uh, I, uh, did one, one play, um, uh, for a community theater. And this is a uh, kind of interesting toward the voice acting conversation because it was a radio play. So, this radio play really all all the acting that you had to express and convey through was was your voice there wasn't really a lot of uh, physicality involved because because all the, the whole setup was there are like four or five characters on stage including a foley artist that would perform various sounds to give it a little more atmosphere and kind of like depth and dimension and to like and the, you know how godi talked about like the sound um uh feel the sound like field you know like there's like a three dimensional you know like stereo field or whatever um so yeah so like this Foley artist would if 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 one of the characters in in the stage in the uh, radio play would like it was a the the radio play itself was it's a wonderful life so it was an adaptation off the movie you know the Frank Capra film about George Bailey you know and the Christmas stuff and and so like let's say in the beginning of the show there was a kid on like a sled sliding down this hill full of snow you know uh she would create a sound like that and and um i would i uh, i actually uh, voiced the character of george bailey so as a young george bailey i would you know like scream and glee as i'm you know as as i'm uh you know going down this hill and 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 that was a really interesting experience because we we'd rehearse for like like two and a half, three weeks, just, you know, everything was, had to be conveyed through your voice. And, um, yeah, it was just, you know, experimenting with different like inflections and, 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 um, ways to say things that would convey a certain uh, mood, uh, because the audience isn't seeing you physically act out. What it is. And I, I personally, I'm a fan of like, like physical acting a lot. I love love to like do like random physical shit to like conveys, uh, whatever, like the feeling of what, uh, what is being said. And, but this was a challenge because everything, you know, was, was all, was, was all the voice and, um, yeah. And we just keep rehearsing and, and, um, over, over time, you know, I, I'd gotten so used to using my voice that it just sort of, I, I allowed myself to sort of experiment with, with different ways of saying things and approaching, uh, lines of dialogue. And yeah, it was just such an interesting experience. And we'd actually gotten the opportunity to uh, perform the radio play here in Fairfield before I, before I came actually to Fairfield, it was in, it was in 2008, um, Nineteen, but it was like earlier in the year it was like in the springtime, and uh, I didn't know about the, I didn't know about m i u what it is right now it was formerly m u m and and we'd perform at this at the son is it sondheim theater
0: yeah sondheim
1: yeah so we'd we'd had like we the original plan for the show was to travel around you know different cities and towns in, in Iowa and perform it during the holiday season actually it was it was from the holiday season the end of 2018 into like january where we'd go out to different cities and towns and stuff and yeah that was a lot of fun performing there and and um yeah that that was such a such an interesting experience and um yeah that presented a lot of challenges in terms of uh like Figuring, like I, I I personally have uh challenges in in trying to do different voices or uh, trying to change my voice to like do different impressions or like say something high or like a little bit lower you know it's it's a little difficult to um, to pull off for me so I just end up sort of using my own natural voice to um, to express whatever the character or whatever the dialogue is going for really i don't know about you is it kind of difficult with you know changing your voice you know altering it like i would have to really do something to myself to in order to like physically like to to change the sound of my voice i would have to you know maybe scream at a wall for like five minutes straight just to get like lower raspy kind of you know or even even to the extreme of you know like pulling or, or like really pushing against uh, my like esophagus to like kind of get a little bit of like a Snape like voice something a little deeper and kind of like kind of frog sounding I don't know how else to describe it but yeah yeah that that is a kind of a challenge um, when it comes to. When it came to that kind of thing, and 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 it, and, it, and I'm still really really new to voice acting, so maybe over time that might change. But but as of for now, like in the present moment, it's a, it's it's a little bit of a a little bit of a roadblock. Still working on it, and but yeah, yeah, um, man, that was a really fun experience.
0: Yeah. Um. So to answer your question, um, for me, I get it would probably depend. It de- like I said, it depends on the character. Like when we did that project, those 10 different voices um, that I had to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, from, I, I guess part of it is, for me, it was easier because like I said, I knew these characters. I mean, I've watched them for nine seasons, plus however movies, how many, however many movies they did. So it was easy for me to imagine for them voice, to do their voices. Obviously, all, all of them were female, so I couldn't really get the really high pitch. I think, like, the biggest advice is, I could probably give is, um, yeah, just try to watch the character, study them, or if you can't do that, well, I guess, I mean, yeah, if you're given a script, you have to read what they're saying, how they're acting, and things like that, so just try to get yourself into that mindset.
1: Yeah. Like, like in my case, I... I like you mentioned that and I, and I totally get it, because I, I, I really I obsess over the research aspect of, of um, you know, the role and getting into the character. And like for It's a Wonderful Life, all I did was sort of just watch that movie over and over again, you know, and, you know, glance at the script once in a while, but it wasn't that, it wasn't super important to me because we'd be reading the script on stage and we're, we're already rehearsing it every night, you know and but i just watched that movie and just studied uh james stewart's sort of uh, performance and and the way he kind of react to things and and say certain things and and i remember the director going to uh not to do an impression of james stewart's uh uh version of the character so it was it was still a little bit difficult because i i love to sort of because i began seeing kind of like uh, patterns of me trying to imitate his version of the character, and um, but over time, and it was a little bit difficult to sort of find where where my voice sort of fits in, in in that in that in that um, in that role, and that was something that uh, took a long a little bit a long time to um, adjust and figure out um but yeah like when you're talking about studying characters and i'm i'm totally on board with that i i really truly love the the research yeah. aspect of it i have so I much mean, fun doing that
0: yeah i mean the perfect example i mean um he's ledger when he played the joker yeah he, he did that part so well oh, and man. yeah i mean besides mark hamill i think Mark Hamill and Heath Ledger do like the best jokers,
1: and that's because one of them is all voice, and the other one is yeah, just a hundred percent just like it's a physical uh, interpretation yeah. of the character, right, but there's also some vocal element to it, where, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, I mean it's also heavy too, yeah, I think it's it's more difficult for a voice actor to portray, especially a character like Joker, because it's like because like for example Heath ledger you can like give like the physical aspects of it you know the twitchiness the licking of the lips the all that the the voice is there but it's not like main stage but Mm -hmm. with voice acting with mark hamill you really got to bring that voice to life and the thing is um he's a mark hamill actually he plays a character uh called the trickster on the TV show The Flash, you can mm-hmm. see it on Netflix. Um, he makes a guest appearance, and he plays as the trickster. And if you watch that performance, you see the Joker slowly come out of him.
1: Oh yeah, well, yeah.
0: So if you get the chance, I would really suggest you. I mean, even if it's just for that one episode, I mean, the entire yeah. series is great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I kind of wish DC would, you know, the WB that uh they're the ones who do all the DC. Universe stuff. I wish they would just like start taking notes from all the TV series that are, that they're that's being done. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, like I I totally get that too. And, and this and it is really difficult with you. You're, you you set like a perfect example with you know the two jokers. And um, I I voice acting is is a, is a challenge in and of itself in that you have to figure out how you know with a change of 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 an intonation or like the inflection of the way you would say something will convey a certain you know mood or attitude that, that you're bringing to the character where you where you don't have that opportunity when you're where when you're doing like a physical performance you have the opportunity to to show it physically which and which might be easier than, than the voice because the voice is just you that's the only instrument you have you're not you, you're we're not able to see your face when you're doing it so everything has right. to like every, every little like nuance it's it's a little bit more difficult to to uh, you know uh be able to express you know every yeah. every little thing in like nuance maybe i don't know but but i guess some people find it easier like I don't know. I don't know too much about voice actors, but maybe you can speak on this or they, they would find it more easier to, to pull off than, than doing something like a physical performance where like actors doing physical performances, you know, being active and moving around and being able to like do certain things or ticks that can that can achieve uh, what their character is feeling and how how they can achieve getting, uh, getting their attitude across to uh, people. Um, that they might find that easier because just because it's easier for them to be able to control how they can how their character can come off and, and be able to uh, show their their characters nuances in in that way you know as opposed to just doing the voice thing yeah um
0: i'm kind of reminded of i think tara strong who's another at least to me is a big name in the voice acting industry she's done a lot of characters a lot of uh, tv show cartoons movies things like that Mm -hmm. um i think she was she was being interviewed and she said it's like for her it's like what she's doing is like these characters are in her head and so when it comes time to play these characters she just reaches into the the box as she says and pull Uh it out and then she's that character and then when it's done take that character put it back in the box and put it away so yeah. Is Jeff-
1: you, Yeah, w- I'm sorry. What are you saying? No, no, go ahead. I know I just I wanted to, I'm curious like uh what is your take like there's there's uh, do you think there are some people who put more emphasis on the way your voice sounds and how you can uh, what the how your ability in performing with your voice as an impression or like being being able to change it or do you think it's it's more important that you can, how how you can can convey your voice as, uh, you know, how you can convey emotion through through your voice as as the character that you're trying to portray, you know, like, um, I don't know, like the like what you said with the, with Tara Strong, she can she can reach into a, her her box of voices and be able to just inhabit a certain character, you know, by well, I'm imagining like she can, she can, um, she'll just totally, uh, like it's a disguise for her where she is that character she's playing through her voice. So the it, it doesn't matter how or way she would say something, it it's that character's voice, you know, and it's so it's so singular, you know, yeah. and as opposed to like, like me, I struggle with doing a voice, so I don't have like this box of voices. It's just more like how can I. How can I make my voice match how this character, you know, what the character is going through at different moments in time?
0: Um, my suggestion and keep in mind, I'm not a professional in this industry. I'm just starting out myself. Um, but I think for now, because I went to this convention and this is kind of what kind of left the spark for me. Um, so the guy, uh, he's a talent agent for voice actors so voice actors will come they will audition for this company and if they like you then they take you in and they help you find jobs
1: oh nice so, that? what convention is
0: that um bronicon
1: 2019
0: okay uh, so we were in uh baltimore maryland
1: nice
0: nice and so he but he's his company's based out of um vancouver canada and that's where if you want a lot of um animation voice acting anything like that that's the place to go that's pretty much the number one place at least in north america where cartoons are made and created is vancouver second is la Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so he the sentence he said that really kind of like lit the spark in me was you don't have to do a thousand funny voices you just have to act so i think especially in your case i mean no one can really be like robin williams right but i think just like getting the skills to be to be able to act if you get that down first then the voices will just come to you i mean there are ways you can practice like um if you're trying to do a Jamaican accent then you listen to a lot of Jamaican people speaking in English and you just listen over and over and over and then you try to start mimicking it so I guess for anyone who wants to like gain these skills is pretty much just do that if you see a character on TV try to mimic the way they speak the way they talk and don't try to be like an exact copy because the thing is everyone's different i mean even even down to the vocal chords i mean there is a subsection of the voice acting industry and that's what what they do is that they try to copy other people mm-hmm. so like for example um there's a tv show that i watched they they have two actors two actresses that play one character one does the main voice the other one does a singing voice of that character, mm. so the singer has to try to match the tone, the frequency of that character so mm-hmm. but you know since we're just starting out, yeah. let's just try to try to in our own way, we could even add our own flair, try to copy another voice. I think that would be easier to start off as right. And like yeah, I said don't I, and, and don't go over the top. Mm-hmm. I mean don't right off the bat just try to do like a really deep southern accent. Right. He's not yeah, going to yeah. get it. I mean, I can't because I live there so it's it's easier for me yeah. to do a, a Mississippi accent. But yeah,
1: it's 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 it is a challenge, you know. Um it's like in 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 the, in, in in the realm of voice acting, how how can you How, how do you figure out where to put your own voice? You know, how, how can you, yes, it's it's, that, but that advice was really, really nice. It's a really good piece of advice.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like anything. I mean, I mean, that's part of this podcast is like, I'm just starting out on this journey so Mm -hmm. we can find out together what it means to like answer your question. So how do i find my voice how do i become this character how do i mimic that so
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like it's like when i say like putting your like finding your voice it's just there is that like similar thing people uh mention like time and time and again where like try to figure out like put put yourself in into the character sort of right um, still with 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 the whole thing in mind where become the character right, that's, right. That, that that is uh, always something they, they say it's like you also have to figure out ways to put yourself and in, into that character a uh, kind of a slice of your own personality and that's always kind of tricky and, and since they uh, what you said voice acting is always is really new to both of us it's something yeah we'll we'll figure out with time
0: yeah. Well, I mean, I, again, we can go back to the Joker example. I mean, recently, oh, what was his name? Jared Leto, the Suicide Squad version.
1: Yeah. They did
0: a completely (laughs) different take on the Joker.
1: I haven't, I haven't seen that film, but I didn't really hear great things about that portrayal.
0: Um,
1: The, me personally,
0: and I've always been a DC fan, so that could be bias. Um, I like the movie because, again, it's it's a new aspect of DC that, that's now being talked about more. I mean, it's being done more, you know, instead of just the normal Batman, Superman and all that. And don't get me wrong, I wouldn't mind seeing more of those. But it's nice to see, you know, the the other characters. Um, when it comes to the Joker, yeah, I wasn't really a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly like the art style and just um just the way it was he was portrayed um yeah and also I like, like the, the the aesthetics of it i like,
1: like i like that i like this path they're going on also with 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 especially with the most recent joker movie with walking phoenix you know? yeah, i
0: haven't got a chance to see that yet but that is on my list
1: and and like the new batman um film with um, with Robert Pattinson as as the as the character
0: yeah so like i said i mean i'm always i mean we should always give things a chance you know it's like okay yeah it doesn't look like what we grew up but that doesn't mean we should shy away because who knows maybe it's really really good yeah so but like me personally Jared Little i cuz to me it was like the tattoos and it was too much um chicago style gangster you know i mean yeah. and not like not like the 40s gangsters but like um you know like rapper gangster kind of thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know i kind of understand you're trying to reach the modern audience and not so much the older but to me it just seemed off putting like it didn't really feel like the joker
1: yeah, I got you.
0: But I can't... They are working on another one. Uh, another Suicide Squad movie. I
1: know, man. That looks...
0: Have you seen the character cast? With
1: just the cast? Yeah, I like, mean, they... Yeah, I, I think
0: have... recently... Uh, let's see if I can't
1: pull it up. Do they have, like, Edris Alba and, uh, like, like Pete Davidson and... But they have brought back some, some of the former yes. cast members from the other like Suicide Squad movie, like Margot Robbie is still like playing Harvey, a harsh Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, and, let's um, see. Yeah. I think I also consider myself a DC fan now. I mean, I used, I used to love the Marvel franchise when I was younger, but yeah, I don't know. See. I don't like, I don't like the path they're heading right now. So, and I, I, I am a fan of the, you kind know, of the DC like stories and then the characters in that in that in that universe and everything in the comics okay. are both done. and they they just have a better they just have a they just have a good reputation for their comic books i, I do love some no. of the fun fun yeah fun
0: and but yeah with marvel, marvel. i mean it, it's okay but there and it, it's not just marvel but a lot of movies coming out of Hollywood are starting to do this. They're starting to really pick up this, um, social justice warriors, um, mentality and thought process. And while they still, they have certain points, what's happening, at least to me. And I really saw it in, um, Star Wars is that they're, they're taking the message and just plastering and shoving it in your face. Mm. So. I have no problem having a strong female lead but you have to make the character likable you have to go through joseph campbell's um, hero's journey Mm -hmm. and like for example uh, this new star wars with ray the main character to me it just it feels like a mary sue character
1: Yeah, yeah I, haven't, I haven't, I haven't really, I haven't seen that one yet. I don't, I don't. I personally, I'm not super. I'm not. I'm like. A, I'm not a Star Wars like fan. Oh. Perce- I, I do appreciate yeah. the films and everything, but yeah. But I, I totally, I, I get, I understand what you're saying with that whole thing. And and um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just really care about certain characters, and and if they do a good job with the story, that that's all that really matters. Yeah. Nice. Like yeah. with Thor, Thor Ragnarok. I, I love. I love the director behind that movie, Taika Waititi. He's one of my like personal like favorite filmmakers and like favorite living filmmakers like from this generation and um I don't I just I I love what he did with the character and and where yeah. he went. It was a totally new direction for that character and you know, I wish I wish people I wish they would create um create in that sort of direction, you know, with 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 their uh with their characters with their properties and franchises you know with different groups and everything so but i don't know i don't know too much about what they're doing now anymore i don't keep up with all the comic-con news yeah. as much as i'd like to but but yeah I, I like where dc's going where they're doing like their own they're focusing on doing certain like character movies like you know how you know how before there was always a rivalry rivalry between the two models season yeah. and, and dc didn't really have all that great of a rep with with their films early on you know with the Zack snyder movies and everything yeah but I they're mean, slowly growing out of that like yeah they're slowly coming out and figuring out their own their own way of telling their stories and and like joker was really successful it was like the highest grossing r-rated film of all time and and they're doing i think they're finding finding their footing slowly
0: yeah and we're starting also because i think deadpool was also a pretty high grossing superhero movie oh man
1: yeah that was that was pretty great
0: and i think and don't get me wrong i like the you know the goofy marvel aspect because i mean it kind of fits with it but it's also uh, it's also like, I mean, it's kind of like our I, I like DC because there it, it brings in like real issues. Like you, yeah, sure, it's bright and all that, but in other aspects, it's dark. It shows like the real human nature, and so, yeah. um, so yeah, I think once they start bringing more and more of that of that into it, in a in telling a good story with it, then. Um then yeah I think cause, like I, said, I haven't seen the the recent Joker movie it's on my watch list but I heard a lot of good stuff about it
1: Speaking of Deadpool would you consider the live action Deadpool movie to be sort of like an a, an an example of a of a voice of a voice performance because we don't really see his face doing much of anything throughout the entire uh, movie like his mask is animated and everything but I think the voice really gives certain character to to that character <laughs> you know. Well
0: I think partially um it could be I forget what it's called but it's a form of animation where where it's like it's the, the part like um oh I forget his name it's like right there what was the actor's name again that played Deadpool?
1: Ryan Reynolds Ryan
0: Reynolds that's it um so they would like place these little dots on his head and so when he's talking those points they use that to um mm, i know i'm doing a very terrible job of explaining this um but they it's like
1: motion capture right yeah motion
0: capture so i think that's what it was is like he was still there Mm -hmm. either him or his stunt double right And so I don't think there's a whole lot of voice acting. There's definitely a lot of audio work because you have to match the, the Ryan's voice with the mass movements to make sure it's in sync.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So, but
1: yeah, yeah, but there are
0: characters like, for example, this uh, new suicide squad movie coming out, they have a character called, what is it? King shark. Mm Hmm. And yeah, that's gonna be voice acting right
1: there. But you bring up a good point with superheroes that, that's gotten me thinking. You know, like the voice really distinguishes characters where we don't see their face. In 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 the performances, yep. like Spider Man, one of the more, one of the most iconic characters in the Marvel universe. He he's 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 the superhero that got me into the Marvel comics, and he's still like probably my favorite Marvel character in that in that. And you know, Deadpool. In in after that, the cinematic universe, Deadpool was a close second, and everything. But, but like even with even with Batman in the Dark Knight, you know, um, his voice as opposed to the, the voice of Bruce Wayne, you know, we don't we don't see his face. It's it's all hidden in a mask. So there's a voice that adds to the character that they're playing, right? It's all like yeah. But yeah, you do really bring a good point with with the superheroes, and I don't know. I, I thought that was an interesting um, angle.
0: Yeah. Um okay, let's see. Ooh, we've been going at this for an hour now.
1: <laughs> this has been good. I I this is a yeah, this is a good talk. I it's fascinating to me. And it's it's, it's nice to uh, learn from you as well. Yeah.
0: And like I said, I mean, if you continue with this with this podcast or I continue with mine, I wouldn't mean I wouldn't mind being on your show and I wouldn't mind inviting you back on and doing another episode we'll dive more deep into this
1: yeah